Barefooting with Sierra uses Buzzsprout. Just start with the equipment you already have and a quiet space. Add Buzzsprout and your podcast is ready to go. You'll get a great looking podcast website, audio players that you can drop into other websites, detailed analytics to show how people are listening, tools to promote your episodes, and more. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners. Following the link in the show notes lets Buzzsprout know that I sent you, gets you a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for a paid plan, and helps support the show. The team at Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed. Join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout and get your message out to the world. Hello and welcome to the 42nd episode of Barefooting with Sierra. This podcast is recorded on Treaty 6 territory, the traditional land, gathering place, and traveling route of the Cree, Anishinaabe, Blackfoot, Métis, Dene, Nakota Sioux, and others for time immemorial. My name is Sierra Larson, better known as Barefoot Sierra. I'm a novelist, comic creator, and independent journalist, and I have been living without shoes since 2010. I alternate between using she, her, and they, them pronouns. I created this podcast to keep my audience in touch with all of my projects, to talk about things I care about, and to interact with awesome people in my various professional networks. In this episode, I interviewed podcast coach Doug Sandler. I'm going to break this podcast up into four parts. Novels, comics, journalism, and barefooting. Each representing a different aspect of my professional life. I'll give you updates on what I'm working on, let you know about any new works you can see, and keep you in the know about when I do free book giveaways on Amazon. Let's get started. First up, novels. I'm still working on my cover for Red 72 Revelation with my cover artist. As soon as I have a release date for that book, I will get that to you. I'm in talks with a cover artist for my next book after that, The Price of Fame, which asks the question, what if a celebrity was a serial sexual predator and was able to frame someone else when a victim came forward? I'm still in the rewrite stage, so it's subject to change considerably, but having artist friends is always a good thing in this industry. And now for comics. This week's comic, I am once again asking, is a play on the Bernie meme. You can see it on my comics Instagram, at World of Possums, or on Facebook, Possum Pete Comics. Listen up, everybody, because you are not going to want to miss this. Naveo Photo Journals has an exclusive offer for my listeners. With back to school, COVID still going on, and all the regular everyday craziness in the world, Naveo has come up with the perfect solution for sharing photos with faraway family members. Just download their app, add your photos, and tell them where to send it. At the end of the month, Naveo prints and ships your photo book to whoever you ask them to. Your parents in another country, or your brother off at university, or your grandparents you haven't seen before the pandemic. It's up to you. And with this exclusive offer, you can get your first two months absolutely free. Just use discount code BAREFOOT. That's B-A-R-E-F-O-O-T, all capital letters, in the Naveo app. My grandparents love their Naveo photo books, and your relatives will too. All right, next up is journalism. My mental health has been all over the place this week, so I took another week of resting from working on the books on the J.J. Vallow and Tylee Ryan case, and also my local criminal case. I'm still following details of the cases and taking notes, but when you're feeling like you're mentally drowning, that takes priority. Shout out to all the people who reached out and helped me this week. I wouldn't have made it through without you. And now for my interview with podcast coach, Doug Sandler. Hey, Doug, thanks so much for joining me on the show. Please tell us a little about where you're from, what you do, and 
Yeah. <laughs> sure. Well, my name's Doug Sandler, and I live, uh, as of the airing of this, I probably live in fabulous Ojai, California. I'm just about to move from LA, about an hour and a half north. I'm getting out of the, the grind and the, and the traffic of, of LA. Not that there's been a lot of traffic the last year, but still, getting out of what I know is coming back is going to be the traffic and heading up to the, uh, the great outdoors in Ojai, California. Nice. And you, you have a book that's like been on the Amazon bestsellers, nice guys finish first. Can you tell us a bit about that? Well, I, uh, I've, I've built, you know, I always joke about it with my friends who are in the traditional business. I'm gainfully unemployable. I've spent the last 30 years being self-employed. So for me, um, all of the things that I've taught myself and through the teams that I've worked with through the years about customer service, about being responsive to clients, about delivering the services that you provide. I said, hey, look, I have to have done something right over the last 30 years that I haven't had to go to an actual paycheck ever. So, so possibly maybe I've learned something through the years of me doing the, you know, building my own lessons and my own experiences. So I wrote the book, Nice Guys Finish First, just to teach people about better relationships equal better business. And, um, and that's, it's kind of how I've lived my entire life. So it really is just a, uh, you know, a chapter by chapter chronology of my, of my life and the lessons that I've learned along the way to, to do what I do. And so that's obviously kind of a, a, a play on the nice guys finish last. How did you kind of come up with that t- for the title? Well, I really do feel like nice guys finish first. There's a, uh, there's a, um, uh, a quote on chapter one by Carrie Shandling. And the quote is something like, if you don't think nice guys finish first, you don't know where the finish line is. And I do think that there are a lot of people that treat uh, business like I'm going to take and take and take as much as I possibly can. Because in a capitalist society that we live in, you know, the, 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 the more successful you are, the more money you make, the better you are. And I'm like, well, I like to be able to go to bed and sleep soundly. And I like to get up with enthusiasm in the morning. So I feel like it isn't just about the money that you make. Success is uh, a many measured analytic, and it does not necessarily mean it has to be measured in money alone. It can be measured through satisfaction, through the job that you do, and through the, the, the happiness that you're delivering your clients. So nice guys finish first. I, I really feel like yeah, I mean, I guess they're mean guys. Nice guys might finish last if you're looking at the wrong rule book. I like my rule book, and I would rather be nice and finish first the way that I do. Excellent. Uh, and then you also you've you founded a a podcast studio, the Turnkey Podcast Productions. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, so I started back in 2015. I started a podcast called Nice Guys. Fin- I, I'm sorry, called uh, the Nice Guys on Business. And the Nice Guys on Business, we're about 1,200 episodes into our into our show. And you know, through being a podcaster, you know it's consistently delivering quality content to your audience. And I've listened to several of your episodes here, and I really enjoy the way that you present yourself to not only to your to your guest, but to your community as well. It's not just like you know, I have the pleasure of being able to be a witness and a fly in the wall as I'm listening to the episode. So as I teach people about podcasting, because I'm a podcast producer, as I teach people about podcasting, I teach people to do exactly what you do and do it really well, which is be the authentic you, be your real self, share your real self with your community. Your community will fall in love with you and they will continue to come back you know, episode after episode. It's not about amassing an audience of tens of thousands. Uh, if you had 10 or 15 listeners on an average episode, imagine filling a conference room or an office space with 10 or 15 people every week that they're saying, Hey, Sierra, I want to hear more from you. And you know, the beauty of podcasting is that it is a such a low barrier of entry that anybody can do it. And because anybody can do it, 
A lot of people do do it, but know that you can't come into this space with an inauthentic or a disingen, you know, and not be genuine about it and expect to be successful or you'll, you'll stop after 10 or 12 episodes, which is the definition of, of pod fade. So we saw, my partner and I saw, as we started to develop our Nice Guys on Business podcast, that many people were struggling with that authenticity thing and that genuine thing. And because they were spending so much time in tech, you know, they're worried about microphones and they're worried about guest management. And they were worried about emails and the marketing of it and social media. And we're like, hey, why don't we just create a company and do all of that? for people, be the specialist in that, let you do what you do best, which is actually just create your amazing content. And then we'll take it from there. And, and it has been a, a very fun run. We've launched about 200 shows over the last handful of years. And it has been a very ultra fun experience for us as, as producers. I love that you you mentioned the the barrier to entry with podcasting and how you don't have to already have a huge audience. Like I I did come into podcasting with an audience because I'm an author, but you, you don't have to have a huge audience already that kind of comes as you go and you're right. You don't have to be able to fill a conference room right. as an author. When you're, when you're going on tour, it's, it's pretty awkward to just, you know, you go do your, your talk about your book and one person shows up. That's really awkward. It's happened to me not a fun time i can tell you but with your podcast like you're just you're sitting there talking to a microphone and it might feel weird like no one's listening to me but it's you you wait a few weeks and people listen they do they find you yep yep and it really just depends on what service you're marketing you know and i'm not taking anything away as an author myself and you're probably a more talented author than i am but as an author yourself you know the reality of of success in book writing. It's unfortunately it's twenty percent writing, eighty percent marketing. So it's not like if I have if I'm a great writer, I can come to the table with a great piece of content, but I still have to have the marketing chops to promote what I do. So we created actually the Nice Guys on Business podcast as a promotional tool. When I found out that I was going to have to spend thirty five hundred bucks or so every month for a publicist to promote my book. You know, because that's what p- good PR agencies are are going for nowadays. At least that that amount of money. Like I I can't afford that. So we created the platform through podcasting. And um, what's interesting about it is more people wanted to hear about our experience in podcasting a year or two years into our, our our adventure than they wanted to hear about the book. And while the book has done really well, the book, I realized that the purpose of the book was to get me into this space. I mean, the, the universe was calling me to say, hey, we love the fact that you've written a book, but I think your audience wants to hear more about podcasting. So we change gears. And that's just, that's the evolution of, of pretty much any entrepreneurial's life. Yeah, you just have to go where the creative flow takes you. Exactly. That's, there's another author that's gone podcaster. It's I can't remember what her actual name is, but her podcast is called The Creative Pen with two N's. And she she does still write, but she podcasts, she puts out an episode every single week and she mm-hmm. she's all about like writing tips and all that. And it's hugely successful for her because that's what her audience needed. Yeah, and it's it's interesting. There's a there's another author, uh, maybe a, a, a former author that created a podcast. It was it's something called like Finish That Book, you know, because you know as well as I do, Sierra, how many people have those unfinished books that they've gotten halfway done or they've written the outline and just haven't done it. So he created a subscription program and a course based upon helping people finish the book that they've already started. 
And the guy, like the first month that he was doing, it, he made like 20 grand doing it. I'm like, this is a great, it's what a great environment that we can be in. Again, not the, the only measure of success is, is money, but for him, he wanted to monetize his his talent and it was to help people do exactly what he did, which was finish the books. It is interesting. So for us, we just hold people's hands through the process because we find that a lot of people get stuck in some of the things that they don't have to get stuck in, technology, community building, influence gathering, monetization. The stuff that holds most podcasters back is the stuff that we specialize in. We don't just want to create uh, episode production. We want to help people build the entire podcasting channel for their business. I love that you brought up monetization because that is that is something that is very intimidating to a lot of people. How do people get started with that? So. When it comes to monetization with podcasting, most people go to the obvious source when you say, hey, I want to monetize my podcast. What does that mean to you? And somebody would say, oh, it probably means advertising and sponsorship. That's where most people immediately think. And I think that you're leaving probably 99% of the monetization on the table when you say advertising and sponsorship. The average podcast has less than 200 downloads per episode. And none of my business where you are with your in your journey with downloads, but I would tell you that if somebody has about 200 downloads, that means that most people don't even have that. In, from an industry standard perspective, 200 downloads per episode will bring them in. Industry standards will bring them in less than $15 an episode for advertising and sponsorship. So we needed to go outside of that box. We needed to go into things like brand sponsorship. How many social media followers do you have? How many people do you have that are on your email list? How many community members do you have? We need to talk about joint venture partnerships as a way to make money through your podcast monetization and making relationships with those people in the guest seat and the people in your community. Affiliate relationships, selling products or services to the people that are in your community that are closely aligned to the services that you sell without competing with what you sell. So those three or four things alone have been worth hundreds of thousands, if not over a million dollars for our podcast over the last handful of years. And that's stuff that people just don't even, they don't even if I said to you, hey, what we're going to do is I'm going to teach you through monetization how to turn your guest seat into a, a spot where you can actually put that guest into a product or service that you may have or you may sell. And you'd be like, oh, I never thought of that. And many people, are they do not think about other than sponsorship and advertising. And that's just the tip of the iceberg and just a small little tip of the iceberg as well. Excellent. That's, yeah, I never would have thought about that. Right, right. Well, that's, <laughs> that's, where, mo that's where most people are. So the challenge is that we have to get out of, you know, we always tell everybody, how much is it to, 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 do, to provide your services, Doug, if I've never done podcasting before? Well, let's say that's X. And then somebody says, well, I'm, ex I'm a seasoned podcaster. And I'm like, well, then it's five times X because I got to undo all the, all the crap that you have done over the last, you know, hundred episodes or so when you think that you're doing it right. And I'm not telling you that you're doing it wrong, but if your goal is monetization and you continue not to monetize your podcast, doesn't, doesn't it make sense to figure out, okay, well, maybe I need to talk to somebody that actually knows what they're doing. And that's the, that's the goal that we're trying to, to help people achieve. If they want to monetize, if they want to grow their community, or if they want to build influence, there's different strategies that are involved with each one of those specific you know, goals for podcasting. Well, like that old adage, you don't know what you don't know. Well, that's, that's just it. I mean, when people get started with, with a podcast, everybody gets put into a bucket. I have a podcast. I'm looking for an audience so that I can make money. And what we tell people is that's a, that's a great beginning, but understand there's specific strategies that are involved with 
growing your mon- growing your your influence, building your community, and making money. Each one of those has a specific purpose and a specific process that you need to put in place. You may have all three of those as as your goal, but you can't have each one of those as your goal with every episode that you do because you know you try to do everything with everybody and you will do absolutely nothing. So we teach people how to build that strategy and put it in place and be effective using it. Yeah, you kind of got to focus on one goal at a time to get anywhere. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Another thing uh, that I've seen you do is building your business virtually. That's really more important than ever these days. Yeah. Well, the the challenge has been for most people that that have led a business, a, a brick and mortar business. So look, as of March of last year, so as of the recording of this, fourteen or 15, 14, 15 months ago, I was in the live events business. I was an MC at high end social scene um, uh, events in Washington D.C. And that the live event market, the valve got shut off. Fortunately for me, I had been building my podcast and my speaking business and my podcast production business for almost five years prior to last March happening. So I was caught in a position where although my business, my, my uh, entertainment business completely got you know, turned off, this business completely got turned on. So I started to understand the importance of having digital collateral. That would be things like online courses, uh, webinars, an email marketing list, social media presence, all of those things. I had started the seeds of those years ago. And fortunately, with the unfortunate circumstances that the world has been going through, fortunately, I had built that to a point where I didn't need the income that my live event business, even though it was a great business, I mean, we were doing close to six or 700 events every year in Washington, D.C. And although that was cut off completely, without this business, without the online business, life would have been really challenging. Uh, fortunately, I didn't have to deal with that. So it's, it's, been, it's been great. I've just now been able to focus all my efforts on my online business, which has been terrific over the last uh, 14 or 15 months. That's really fortunate that you, know, you already had that kind of foot in the door to be able to transition like that. A lot of people don't have that. They're, you know, all live with very little virtual presence. What, you know, kind of advice would you give to someone who's in that situation? Yeah. What, what's the expression uh, from, uh, from Abraham Lincoln ones that, or whoever was the quote quoted this, I'm sure I'm about to botch this quote, but I'll, I'll say what I think it is. When's the best time to plant a tree 20 years ago? When's the second best time to plant a tree right now? If you're in this, and you are flat-footed and you have no idea and you've been collecting that unemployment check for 14 months and you're trying to figure out, I need to, to make money right now. Well, how can podcasting help me out right now? Well, get started right now so that in a year from now, you won't say, geez, I wish I started that podcast a year ago. I did not do anything perfect when it comes to timing. My timing was okay, but it wasn't like, great. If it was, I would have built a business making a million dollars a year prior to last March. I would have you know, been had that crystal ball ready to go and I would have known everything. That's not the case. I just tell everybody there is never a better time to get started in podcasting than right now. There's never a better time to start your online business than right now. This is the new normal. And if you don't think it's the new normal, then you got your head stuck in the sand and you're going to make that 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 careless error of not what's the expression uh, lessons will be repeated until learned learn the lesson it's time no matter where you are you can do it and you can start right now whether it's podcasting or online course creation there are so many opportunities in this online space the internet is not a fad it is not going away it's here to stay 
you may as well jump in and understand what you potentially have your hands on. And it's not just for Netflix and social media browsing. It is actually to make money. And we make a very good living using the internet as our space. And you don't have to be, you don't even have to be tech savvy. You just have to align yourself with the right people that are tech savvy if you're not tech savvy. Exactly. And it's, it's amazing. So with my, with my full-time job, I'm with a community magazine and I'm talking to between dozens and around a hundred people from the community every single day. And it's amazing. Every single person is an expert in something. Yeah. Anybody could do an online course. Anybody, anybody could do a podcast. Here's what happens oftentimes. I think Sierra, I think that people, you know, for you potentially writing a book, authoring a book, is your gift. I mean, it's probably something that comes a lot easier to you. I mean, I had to grind out a book. I mean, it was not an easy process. I did not enjoy the process. My, spe- my, my speaking coach told me I needed to have a book. So for me, the creative edge wasn't really there. For you, I listened to your episodes. It's there for you. I, you know, you, you're, you're winning in that category. That being said, that which comes easy to us, the gifts that come easy to us, people don't usually put a lot of value in that. They feel like, well, it comes easy to me. So I, it probably, I don't know how much money could I get for it. And I would tell you, you probably could get a lot of money for that. If your goal is to be able to monetize your gift and you want to be able to do that, know that it, you don't want to give it away. You need to sell that. You have an obligation to share your gift with the world. If you are gifted, it is something that you should be obligated to share with the world. You should also be obligated to put some value on it so that people don't take it from you. You want to be able to provide it to them, but you should get fair compensation for providing that gift to the world. Exactly. I do I do tend to struggle with monetization of hobbies and things we enjoy though. How do you draw the line there? It just depends on your mindset. You know, I, I'm a I'm an entrepreneur by nature. And so for me, even the stuff that I am passionate about, I have this other podcast right behind me over my shoulder. There's a Ford Mustang, a 65 Mustang. That's one of my passions. I have one. I have a 65 Mustang. It's sitting in my garage about 20 feet below where I am standing right now over my over my uh, the spare bedroom where I podcast. Although my intention was not originally to monetize that show. I have a show called Ford Mustang, the early years. I'm going to stumble into it somehow. And I know that I'm going to stumble into it somehow because while I am focused on podcasting, I'm also focused on my passion. And part of my passion is growing a successful business. If that's not your thing and you really do want to just figure out how to monetize your brand, what what you're all about, like if you're a, I don't know, if you're a singer songwriter, I was listening to one of your episodes. If you're a singer songwriter and you have a podcast, it's a way to share your music with a larger community. So if monetization isn't what you're really focused on, but you're focused on building a community or becoming a thought leader in your space, no matter what you're doing, if it's if you're a nurse or if you're a doctor or if you're a plumber or a pipe fitter or if you're a guitar player, you can monetize even by building a community because once you build the community, they're going to demand stuff from you. I don't know if you've had the opportunity for anyone in your community to reach out to you. But when they reach out to you and they start asking you for things, it's like it opens my heart and my heart starts to sing. I look at those emails, I share them with my girlfriend and I'm like, look, I got another email today from a fan of the show. I mean, that to me, uh, I'm a words of affirmation guy. So, you know, my love language is words. So for me, it's like, 
gosh, getting those words. Yeah. There's money attached to them oftentimes, but I don't even know that I do it for the money. I do it more for the affirmation, you know, cause I, cause I, I do, I do get a lot. My cup gets filled when it comes to, you know, words of affirmation. sounds like you're that kind of person too. Cause uh, you're, you're a writer. So you probably are a words person. Yeah. My, my love language is, is acts of service, but words are very important. They carry a lot of meaning. Yeah. 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 And I feel like that it's the same thing in the podcasting world as well. You know, um, I'm a messenger for all of the things that I provide. So I guess I don't, I don't remember the, the, um, like the, the disc profile for messenger. I'm sure there was some category that I fell into called messenger, but for me, I love to get my words out, you know, so podcast is a perfect platform. I host, I I think I lost count somewhere along the way, but I host like seven podcasts. One of them is the nice guys on business and Ford Mustang, the early years and BizWiz and women, men and relationships. I help co-host that show and something to whine about and the SEDX podcast. And it's like, I don't know why I have so many podcasts. Well, yes, I do. Because I love, I love speaking my words and that for me, gives me, gives me joy. Wonderful. So you've given us the advice that you would give to someone. What's the best advice you've ever received? It probably at some point from my dad, I had gotten some, some great advice, something like it's okay to fail. He never made me feel bad about um, any missteps that I've made in my life. Um, he never thought that there was a bad decision. All decisions get, you know, even a bad decision might be made on the tail end of making another decision. You just keep making decisions to get you back to where you need to be. So I would say if there's any advice that I was given that was probably appropriate at the time, and I've had my share of failure in my in my life, failures in relationships, failures in business. But if you fail gracefully and with enthusiasm, you usually come back pretty good. And if you have a positive attitude, you're always going to come back good. And you know what? I always heard that nice guys finish first. So maybe that's maybe that's a possibility as well, Sierra. Possibly. It's been great chatting with you. Um, can you let us know where we can find you online? Yeah. If anybody wants to, to, uh, to connect with me on Instagram, it's just uh, at DJ Doug. It's probably the easiest way to reach me on Instagram. Um, or you can just go to my company podcast and uh, my company um, uh, website, which is turnkeypodcast.com. Great. Thanks so much for joining me. Thanks, Sierra. Thanks. And, and congratulations on your success in the podcast. I, I, I love listening to it. And I'll continue to listen to your show. Thank you. Last but not least, let's talk about barefooting. I did manage to get out a bit this week. One of my excursions was to the Millwoods Town Center, where I encountered another barefooter, a lovely senior woman from India. That was a pretty nice experience. We sat near each other, socially distanced and masked, of course, and enjoyed each other's camaraderie for a bit while watching a Lego Master Builder competition. I am amazed at the stuff that people can build from those little plastic blocks. There was a functioning model train. That's all for this week's episode. I'll be back next week with an interview with author Darylise Lyons. Thanks so much for listening in. If you have any questions or comments, you can send them to sierrathebarefootgirl at gmail.com. You can find me on Instagram at sierrathebarefoot, on Facebook as sierrathebarefootgirl, on Twitter at sierrabarefoot, and on TikTok at sierraisbarefoot. You can follow the podcast itself on Instagram at barefootingwithsierra. All of my books are available on Amazon. My comics are available on Instagram, at World of Possums, on Facebook, Possum Pete Comics, and at patreon.com slash possumpete. Thank you to Legion X for the intro and outro music. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening, and please share it with a friend if you've enjoyed it. 
Until next time, this has been Barefooting with Sierra.